This is the Detroit is Different Podcast Network, the culture of an American classic city. The Detroit is Different Podcast is about exposing artistry, business, ideas, and dynamic people, places, and things that make Detroit a mecca. Tune in weekly and subscribe to get the true stories from the people shaping the culture of an American classic city. Tune in weekly to the Josh Adams podcast with comedian Josh Adams for all his takes on what happened this week, featuring guests in comedy, music, entertainment, and more. Subscribe, like, and share on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher to the Josh Adams podcast to hear the jokes and thoughts of Josh Adams. You're listening to the Ask Jennifer podcast on the Detroit is Different podcast network. Welcome to everybody to Ask Jennifer, the podcast, where we discuss everything small business. We have a great show lined up for you today, and we're still celebrating National Women in Small Business Month. Go out there and uh, support a women small business owner all month, not just this month, every day, all the time. So today we're going to be talking about the challenges and highlights of running a women and minority owned business. And with me today is Andrea Williams with Paisley Paper Company. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. Yes, this is going to be so fun. I feel like we never get a chance to actually just kind of sit down and talk about business. When we do, it's through like Insta story and yep. text, yep. <laughs> but and maybe a Facebook like or a laugh. But um, today we're going to talk about, you know, like really uh, just some of the challenges we face of being uh, a women-owned minority business, which I must say is Hard as hell. <laughs> I'm going to say that yeah, it is. I agree. And, you know, they say that there's a lot of um, opportunities and everything out there for us. But I feel that we get our opportunities because we create them. And that's what happens. You have to create your own opportunity. Uh, you cannot definitely wait on it because if we wait on it, it would be a mess. Yep. So if you could just tell me, just like give me a little background on uh, your business and, and yourself and how you got started. So uh, I'm a art director. And so I come from a design background. So I've been designing for 13, 14 years now. So it was kind of a natural progression for me to kind of get away from the computer and wanted to do something with my hands and like get back into like hand lettering and calligraphy and stuff. And so it kind of started from there. And soon enough, like I posted some stuff on Instagram and then people started asking me like, oh, well, can you make me a card? Oh, can you do this? Can, oh, can you make me a sign? And I Isn't that like, how it starts? All the time. <laughs> And so I was like, okay, well, I guess I can do a card, you know, like, and I, I guess I kind of approached design and, and the stuff I do with Paisley similar. Like when people ask me, oh, do you do this? I'm like, well, I design anything. Like I can design anything. Cause like the fundamentals of, of, of that are the same, no matter whether it's a website or a printed piece or whatever, like it's all the same. Mm -hmm. So when somebody asked me, could, could I do a card? I was like, yeah, I can do it. And so I did it. And then. Uh, they posted about it, and people started asking me more and more, and I was like, well, hmm, I guess I guess I could actually sell these, <laughs> you know? And so uh, that's kind of how Paisley started, and it was so, like, organic and and just kind of happened out of nowhere, and it was great because I wasn't expecting it to even be, be anything. No, and when you start, I feel like I'm always like, Oh, you know what? If someone just buys this, this will be fine. Yeah. If someone, yeah. if there's just, you know, a hundred people that come or a thousand people, it's good. And then you get to a point where you're like, man, oh. I want it to be this and I want it to be that. I yep. want like 20 million people yep. in this. And yep. so it just kind of grows and, and 
and it progresses and you don't really know where you'll kind of end up with it. But it's definitely a journey for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, How did you come up with the name Paisley Paper Company? So I have a good friend who's like a serial entrepreneur Mm -hmm. and, um, and like, she's the kind of person like you can't tell her a business idea without her like giving you action items. So she's like, okay, so you want to start this? Okay, so by next week, you're going to have a name. Oh, that sounds like me. And (laughs) a website and, you know. So at that time, Paisley was just starting. I mean, obviously it wasn't Paisley yet, but like I had gotten a few car requests and was kind of thinking about like, yeah, like this could be something. And I was chatting with her and I asked her, to look at a site that is like my goals, it's called, um, the company's called Rifle Paper Company. And like, you know, they're, they're making, you know, two, $3 million a year, you know, yeah. off of paper goods. So obviously that's goals. <laughs> so I had her look at the site and she was like, yeah, well, when I look at this, this reminds me of like Paisley, like I get Paisley and I was like, Paisley, like Paisley paper. And she was like, yeah, I was like Paisley paper co. And she was like, yeah, I was like, yeah. You're like, that's what it is. And then that's what it is. And that's what it was. And it was, again, like a very organic and kind of out of nowhere thing. And yeah. And it also coincided. And, and a lot of people think that this was why it, I named the company Paisley Paper. But it coincided with Prince's death, which I'm still not quite over. <laughs> but uh, so I guess in some kind of universal way, mm-hmm. it it connected with that, too. I don't know. But so you're a huge Prince fan. I am. My cousin, uh, I had a cousin. She actually uh, passed away about eight years ago. And she was a huge, huge Prince fan. I'm saying when he changed his name and he was just a symbol, like she was still ride or die. Right, right. And I'm just like, oh, I don't really know if I want to listen to this. And she's like, why? What? Prince? Yes. <laughs> yes. My cousin, we, her name was Janice. And she was just, you know, she loved Prince and she loved New Edition. And, and what's so cool, honestly, when she passed oh, away, I love New too. I, when she passed away, um, her husband's, uh, her cousin actually created a playlist. And the place that we played at the funeral was um, Prince and like New Edition. Oh nice. my God. I was just like, and then now it's just like, those are like great songs, but like, I don't want to listen to them because I'm like, Cause no, of my cousin. Sad, yeah. yeah. But I do understand about being a Prince fan. I am like a huge like Stevie Wonder fan. Myself. Oh, I just like, have a whole podcast about that girl. Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like an old school, like, like junkie. And like when I'm in my zone and I am working, I want to listen to like Stevie Wonder. And I do listen to Prince and Whitney Houston. Yep. And then I I go all, like the enchantment, like yeah. just all the yeah. way. Like those are some of like my favorite, yep. favorite songs. Like something now that come on and my niece and nephew would be like, you don't know what this is. And I'm like, definitely not. No. And I'm not really. It, if, it, if it didn't come out before like the 70s. I don't know. Because <laughs> I didn't know, like, one of Future's songs. And I was just like, oh, okay, yay. And it just wasn't, like, my deal. I'm like, right. okay. Not nothing against them. It's just, like, it's I, if you notice now, a lot of people don't listen to the radio when they're in the car. Right. And I definitely don't really listen I to the radio. I don't either. I listen to what the music I have on my phone. The music and, I have on my phone. And the music that I have on my phone is music I've been listening to for, like, 25 years. Oh, my God, yes. So Yes. And then I feel like sometimes I'll say... Uh, maybe I'll just try to look up something new. There is a good t- new Tamiya song out, and I do like that, but that's probably oh, because it's like a little I little like t- new two-step song. Yeah, I really like it. So um, let's shout out Tamiya for her right, new song. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, let's talk more about the challenges and, how, you know, about running this business. Because I know when I started my business, um, I started in my one-bedroom apartment. 
I had $1,500 when I quit my job to actually pursue my business full time, which is like no money. Like, mm-hmm. just real talk. It's nothing. And I just kept thinking, like, my credit is shot. I'm not going to get a loan. Uh, but my plan was to live in my car if I couldn't pay my bills, but I wanted to make like this event or make my business happen. But the challenges that I came up against were uh, just people not being open to listening to my vision or my idea. It wasn't like I was completely new because when I actually quit my job, I actually had um, had a couple of success. Well, let me chill out. One successful event, <laughs> not a couple. Like I had events, but they weren't as successful as the the event in October 2014. And I'm thinking, oh, it's so easy. Like people have seen it. People know what it is. And to this day, I still get told no. People are like, no. So I'm running, you know, all things Detroit. We're getting 14,000 customers in a day with no sponsorship, none of those things. But I'm investing. Which is amazing. Which I'm investing. Thank you. And I'm investing in my dream. I'm reinvesting in myself. But the challenges is that I see is just like, Nobody wants to hear about your vision. It's like everybody, it's sometimes it's like a fad thing. Either they want to hear about it because they feel that they can do something better or copy you or something mm-hmm. like that. But in the community, though, that I'm in with the people who participate in like all things Detroit and those things, of course, there's great, um, we were just talking about that, like there's really, really great support there. But outside of that, it's like, where do you get your support? Where do you, where do you get it? Because I can honestly say that it's really, really hard to... Yeah manage my business and do all these things. And when you're inquiring about things, it's like people want to know who you are. What do you do? Where, you know, that. And it's like, I'm just me. I'm just a girl with a dream. Just like anybody who's ever started anything. Right. They've always just, they were a person with a dream. Right. You know, so what, what challenges have you, have you had with in starting your business? Definitely uh, money and (laughs) uh, money, time management. I think what's different between what you do and what I do. So I can do what I do in my own house and I don't really need, I don't really, I mean, I need customers, but I don't mm-hmm. really need any, anybody to help me create anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where you, you need like a e- event venue and all that kind of stuff. Yes. And so you need to like c- collaborate mm-hmm. with people like that. Um, but the challenge is having checks and balances. So like, like how, like I can create something that I think is great, but maybe it might not be marketable or maybe mm-hmm. it might, you know, or p- people not, people might not react to it as I think they should or, or want them to. Um, so it was like money for products, m- money for materials, time management, because I still have a full-time job. Which is hard. Which is very difficult. Um, because when you're at work, are you thinking like, this is what I have to do for Paisley when I get off or you want to do everything while you're at work. Cause sometimes there's things you just want to do during the day and it's yeah. like, it's hard when you're working. Well, you know, and the, my, my job is a little flexible in the sense that there's some things that I can quickly do for Paisley th- throughout the day. So that helps. But a lot of my job is very much production. So mm-hmm. it's a lot of like just replacing numbers, re- replacing disclaimers, not really creating anything. And, uh, excuse me, I still got this little No, you're thing. fine. Um, but I do find myself, uh, like, thinking throughout the day, like, I'm updating this disclaimer for this vehicle, and <laughs> I could be designing a card. Mm-hmm. I could be at a vendor show. I could be, you know, uh, doing a photo shoot with, you know, to to have more social media posts. Like, all these things that I could be doing that, uh, that could contribute to, you know, 
Paisley being more successful and mm-hmm. all of that. And it's trying to find that balance of like, when do you walk away? How, you know, how much money do you need? And is it even right to, and like all of the costs that I don't, that I don't think about because I'm in this corporate America bubble, like insurance and all that other kind of jazz. So yeah. So it's definitely like learning about your own self and saying like, okay, like I can't do this right now, but this is what I can do. And money, it, it, it's an issue because it's like you need money to, you need money to start a business. Yeah. You do. Uh, the the thing for me is that um, it was at one point uh, where I didn't feel like all things Detroit was going to happen. I was either going to be put out because there's a lot of upfront costs that yeah. people don't realize that you have to do. They're thinking that you're collecting all this money and everything is good, but they don't realize the upfront costs. Just like with you when you're purchasing cards right. ahead of time for people to, to buy later. Right. Right. And that's you using your own money. So money being like one of the number one issues. It's, like I said, I quit my job, so my credit was not... All that. Like, there, I wasn't worried about, I canceled cable, wasn't worried about paying, like, cable bills and, like, certain bills that I had because I'm just, like, at this point right now, I'm just trying to live. I'm just trying to, like, um, you know, I put more money into my business than I did, like, grocery shopping. Like, it was just so important. But I had no income coming in. I could not get unemployment. And so, like, even now, everything costs, like, so much, you know. And when you were, I I spent a lot of money, I feel, to create the experience mm-hmm. to make it look to to make it what it is. I think yeah. it's great and I think it's amazing, but I want to invest in that and I want the people to come to see that too. And I spend a lot of money yeah. and people see a lot of people and they think you got a lot of money. Yeah. But it's like do you know the struggle? Do right. you know that it's real because it's like expenses, yeah. you know, all the expenses and then everything it just kind of adds up. So money is definitely um a ch- has been a challenge for me. At this point right now I can definitely say that I'm I'm comfortable uh, as far as things go, but my uh, but things are going up. So that's yeah. why I've been trying. That's why I've been doing uh, creating different streams of income. Yep. We'll get into that a little bit later, but just creating those different streams of income and like kind of like working that out is kind of like helping me out a little bit because I'm always trying to reinvent myself. Yeah. So and and a perfect example of like that overhead cost. So I so I have a planner coming out. I'm planplanner.com, <laughs> and uh, so. I could have bought some already designed boxes, slapped a sticker on it, and been done with it, like, mm-hmm. to ship them. And that would have been fine. And it would have cost me a lot less than having boxes designed and, uh, and you know, being responsible for the presentation of the whole experience of somebody buying this planner, opening up this beautiful box, and, like, having this experience. Mm-hmm. So... When you talked about, like, you do things that maybe are above and beyond what what you could do as at, at the base, mm-hmm. but you do the extra stuff because you know, like, well, I want people to have, you know, a complimentary coffee or w- whatever it is, like, when right. they come to the event. So, mm-hmm. like, you spend that extra money because you know the experience is worth it for the, the people. The experience is worth it. And that's, you know... I definitely this you know this this year and getting this product out has definitely stretched me financially in a lot of ways but I knew that I needed to have a box to ship them in that was just as beautiful as what I think the planner is mm-hmm. and to give them you know to give the person that trusted me with their money for this planner that was basically sight unseen 
you know, I needed them to have like a uh, a good experience when they opened it. So yeah, I mean, it's it's all the upfront costs. It's all is everything about making the customer's experience with you the best that it can be. It it can. So in this business, have you experienced um, any type of um, you know people discriminating against you? Do you feel at all? Not really. Uh, I do feel like I feel like like there's a moment happening with just all the things that's happened in the world and politics and society. And I think that people who are coming from a place of privilege Mm -hmm. may feel a little more open to giving opportunities to certain people. And for whatever reason, they look at me in that way. And I feel like that's opened up a a door or two, but... um, and I don't know if that's like because the landscape is already so like dominated by a, a particular you know kind of person that they want to kind of shake things up and and add you know and add a little color if you will. <laughs> um, so you know, I mean that's kind of like tipping the line of affirmative action or whatever, but. Um, and I guess I kind of look at look at it that way, but regardless, I take the opportunity and I run and I make it my own, mm-hmm. you know. And I don't, and I don't really try to worry about the whys or why this is happening for me versus versus somebody else or whatever. Um, except for you know when I compare <laughs> myself to other people, but uh, that you know. So I feel like that has happened. And I could be completely wrong about the feeling, but I I feel like in one particular opportunity that I had, I feel like that was kind of the the angle. So, mm-hmm. so who's to say? <laughs> well, you know, um, when I did work a day job, uh, and I was called a drop of oil and a bucket of water, I do not mix. And when I went home after that day, at first I was thinking, like, this man is crazy. Mm-hmm. But when I told, like, my friends, like, you know, he said I was a drop of oil. And they were like, that's racial, girl. He's saying it because you're black. He's saying it because you're black. And I didn't look at it like that. Right. Uh, I honestly did not. I thought it was crazy. I thought it was crazy what he said. But then when I had time to kind of, like, sit back and look at it, I'm like, you know what? He's right. I don't, don't mix. I, I don't mix. And I don't belong. I'm, I don't belong here. I belong here. And then I also had another situation at the same job. It was another supervisor. It was one supervisor that I had, and he lived in Florida, and I had another one. And he just basically was like, you know, like, what are you doing? Uh, you know, what type of business do you have? Because I had never really promoted my business there. Mm-hmm. But he said to me, he says, is it mom and pop stuff, or can you make something happen? And I was like, I don't know. I feel like I can maybe. I don't know. I, You know, I right. didn't really want to get into detail with him about it. And he says, well, you know— this brand here has been created and, you know, it's so amazing. It's so awesome. And this guy, he created this and blah, blah, blah. And I said, okay. I said, so what you're telling me is, you know, he told me to um, embrace my opportunities, Mm -hmm. which I guess would be a job. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know, do you really think, you know, like what you're doing is amazing? So my question to him was like, so are you telling me that I cannot be as great as this man who's like 85? He's right. like, no, I'm just telling you, like, the hard work and everything that he put into it. So me, honestly, 
I thought that he was telling me that I could not be as great as this 85-year-old white man. And that's nothing that you want to tell to a girl. Because right. that's going to just like, like oh, okay. steam, steam my black girl magic to the fullest. Right. And I didn't yell and scream. I just said, oh, I just thought that that was his opinion. And I said, you know, the only, and when I actually quit, I didn't like yell and scream. I didn't go angry black girl. I was just thinking like the only, you know, thing for these, it would be success. That's how I, that is, mm-hmm. that is my revenge mm-hmm. to be successful, to show you that I can do this. Uh, you know, and in this process, I have come into, you know, situations where people would not like to highlight me or they would not, um, you know, there are people who have relationships with now, you know, they were like, well, who are you and what do you do? And, and that type of thing. And I was just like, I don't know, would this happen if I wasn't a black girl? You right. know, if it, it would this happen? And I honestly believe in some of those situations that it would not have happened. Yeah. If I was someone else, it wouldn't have happened. No, I mean, what I what I said about the opportunities that I've been afforded, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah, um, that's definitely speaking from just the Paisley Paper experience. Uh, as far as my job, job, <laughs> uh, I definitely have experienced um, lots of subtle discrimination, uh, you know, uh, being recommended to be on a particular team, but then with with two other people who were also recommended, but then I'm the only one that has to show a portfolio. Because we have to, it's like we always have to prove ourselves. Yeah. Even though, even though I've had, you know, at that point I had had three to four years of projects that you know made it to clients and were you know, and was loved. All the way mm-hmm. up through the ranks of, of the agency, um, you know, being looked over for pr- promotions, even though you know, clearly I showed that I was a hard worker and you know was able to, you know, tough it out and stay long nights and come in early and all that kind of stuff, you know. So it's just like why do why do we have to prove ourselves? Why do we have? And to I prove? still feel like in my business I have to prove myself every day because when I'm you know, reaching out to someone or we're trying to put something together. It's just like, okay, who is this girl? You know, and it's like they can read, you can read a paragraph, but they want to see my face. Right. The people want to see what you look like. And it's just like, but if I'm, recognize the work. If you think that this work work is great, then recognize the work and embrace it and think that it's, you know, this person did a great job. Why do you need to see my face? What right. is that What is that going to do for you? Right. Is it going to be the deciding factor whether or right. not you still think it's great or not great? And, um... I had a situation uh, this past summer where I was at an event and someone walked up to me and said, "Uh, how do I be a part of this event and so on and so forth? And I'm talking to the lady and she says, how did you get this job? And that was her question to me. And I was thinking, and I wanted to be like, you know, ask God why he chose me, but whatever. And I said, excuse me? And she says, how did you get this job? Oh boy, like they called you? Oh wow, like you? And it went on. For five minutes, and the people around me around me expected me to be so angry, like so angry. And I was just thinking, what's so sad about it is that I was used, used to, to it. it. Yeah, I'm used to it. I'm used to people being surprised. But why are you surprised? Right. Why are you surprised that this young woman, you know, you know, took the initiative to to do this and start, and she didn't have any money? It's like they're like, oh, she must have had a rich uncle or a sugar right. daddy, and no. it doesn't go like that. But it's sad that I'm used to it. Right. It's sad that I'm used to people being surprised. I had people who say, like, I thought that I didn't know a black girl did all things Detroit. And I'm like, why does it matter? 
You love it. it Why does it matter? And they'll approach me and say, I didn't know you were black. Like, and it was like a thing. And so at this point right now, here we are six years in, and I'm used to it. I'm used to people saying these things to me. And I don't want to be used to it. I don't want to be used to figuring like, oh, well, they're saying this because of that, you know? It should be offensive every single time. Like, it shouldn't be, like, you shouldn't be used to it. I shouldn't be used to it. And and I, I was offended with the lady, but I did not go crazy. I just was like, mm-hmm, like, have a great day. Yeah. Like, you know, because they expect us. It's so many things of being like a black woman. They expect us to be angry. Yep. They expect us to have attitude problems. And I just don't have that, you know? Yeah. Not to say that I can't get an attitude, but who cannot? Yeah. Every human being can right. get an attitude. Right. But it's just like, I love what I do. I love my business. I love working with the people that I'm working with. And I'm happy doing what I love for a living. Right. So if I'm happy doing what I love for a living, I'm not going out there trying to sabotage or do anything to anybody else. But when you're coming to me, it's like you're putting all these roadblocks right. and things in right. the way. All right. these roadblocks in the that way. That are unnecessary. Unnecessary. Are completely unnecessary. It's very unnecessary. So is there anything that you would change like about... Anything that you've done, like just in your day job, in your business, is there anything that you that you would change as far as like, you know, tons of stuff, <laughs> tons of stuff. Um, I definitely would. Uh, like, I don't even, I don't even like to talk about my day job. Like, I, it's not even like on my mind. Like, mm-hmm. it's just something I do. Right. Like, it's not, it's not who I am. It's just something I do, and I love the people I work with. So it's not. It's not like a, a personnel thing, but it's just I feel like there's something greater for me. So mm-hmm. like I don't even I don't even need to talk about that. But as far as Paisley and as far as like my freelance, um, what would I change? I would definitely have uh been a little more no, not scratch that, a lot more like business minded when mm-hmm. I started it because you know I'm an artist and we think with our you know listen well, I, the other side of the brain that's not logical or whatever. I just wanted to be able to pay my rent like yeah. I, that was my goal like yeah. okay let me just be able to pay my rent all of that other paperwork and stuff oh my, oh my god <laughs> like it's so and it, like and it's so hard for me because it's not like it's not a, it's not a thing of like especially like taxes like it's not a situation where like I couldn't figure it out mm-hmm. like I'm smart enough to figure it out I don't want to it's like, a whole other job it's a it's a yeah, whole other I job I don't want to do it I mean I, and obviously I do it and I have to but I don't want to do it like I want to be able to sit down and just create stuff mm-hmm. and you know talk to clients and get to the bottom of what they need and, and, and produce them something that's beautiful that they love and whatever, whatever. Um, but when you are a one woman show, you don't really get that option. Like you have to you <laughs> do have to be everything. The accountant and the PR person and the marketing person and the, you know, creator and the, you know, everything else. So I would definitely change that. Like going in, I would have had I would have wanted to have a little more of a business background so that things probably would have been easier for me going forward. Um, But now that I'm in it and doing it, I just kind of learn as I go. So So do you think that if you were not a black woman that it would be easier? Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I think that 
um, that there's just, you know, kind of like what you were saying, like there's just a lowered expectation, if you will, mm-hmm. of what black people can do, what black women can do, what women can do in general, but particularly black women can do. And it's silly because we've seen it be disproven like a million times over, like over and over over and over and over again. Like, I mean, like in all industries, like in sports, in business, in the medical field, in the arts, in entrepreneurship, like any field that you research and study, like we have excelled. Tremendously. Tremendously. So like to be, to still be surprised by it is like, have you not been paying attention? Like we, like we've been doing this. They don't want to pay attention. They don't want to pay attention. And when I first started doing events and I went to a venue uh, and I'm just like, you know, this is what I do and so on and so forth. And they were like, okay, well, you have to do this and these payments have to be on time and this is on time. And everything was on time. And I was thinking like, okay, right. let me make sure that, that you I'm know that I'm on time and that I'm very organized and I'm about my business so right. that it makes you feel some type of way. Right. Because what you won't do is stereotype me to be like, I'm, I don't have any money, I'm, which I didn't have any money. Let's just be real. Yeah. But, but they, they, did, they didn't know that. <laughs> but like, you know, I don't have money. I'm not going to pay on time. I won't have my paperwork together. It's like boom, boom, boom. Yep. And they were like, oh, okay. Like she's serious. Yes, I'm very serious because yeah. I'm serious about what it is that I'm doing. And right. I was just sitting here thinking as you were talking, I was like, man, I feel like it's a whole show of different things that I can say. I've had uh, businesses that sign up for All Things Detroit who said, I thought it was just shea butters and uh, wow. African art. And I said, wow. you know what? I am a black woman, and I think that that would be great to have at All Things Detroit. And right. you know what? What won't be there is you. Right. And then they tried to come back and say, you know, um, they saw that some of their friends were promoting the event, and they thought it would be great. And right. I'm thinking, no, it's no. not for you. Because if you, you feel like you don't want to be around African art and shea butter, then this is not the event for you. Right. It's just not at all. And and their conversation was to say, well, you know, I have a son and he's a rapper. He can, br- I don't listen to rap. We just, uh, we, so we what, just is, about that, yeah. what is that doing for me? So I was thinking like all these stereotypes, you know what I'm saying? Of different things. Do I think my business would be different if I was a different, if I was a black woman? Yes, I do. I feel like the way that things are going in Detroit and how they're happening. I love my city. I'm born and raised there from the East side. But if I was a black woman bringing 14,000 people to one location three times a year in one day, they would say that I was bringing back the city and I would be on the cover of right. like a Time magazine or right. something. It would right. be a huge thing. Yeah. And it's just not that. But do I let it take away from like what it is that I've accomplished and done? No, I do not. No. I keep on pushing because even with me saying that, it's like it's already harder anyway. Yeah. You right. know, it's, it's right. just me speaking my truth and being honest. But it's harder. It's, yeah. it's just hard for us as women and black women to be, you know, in any industry, honestly, you know what I mean? That Because people look down to us so much. Right. And so I feel like I honestly, I work with a very diverse group of people. And I do that because I love the people that I work right. with. I don't, when I'm talking to them, I'm not sitting and thinking color or anything because I'm supported by a wide variety of people. But when I see, think about like all the stuff that I've like went through and, and the things that people are saying, I'm just like, Whatever. What what you got for me today? Right. Because I've been told no. I've been was didn't have any money. I was about to live in my car. Um, you I don't get sponsorship anyway. So it's just like, what you got for me today? Right. You can call me anything you you want. And I just feel like being a black woman 
And not being a size two, not being a perfect size or having yep. a certain look. If I was a black woman and I had like fake butt and breasts and I just had the perfect whatever, then I would be something where people want to take a lot of pictures and be like, oh, girl, you fine yeah. and the things like right. that, but not worried about like what's here. Right. And, right. you know, I even get it from, you know, some of the challenges from my black sisters, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Because then it's like you're light skin or you're, you know, yep. or who helped you and who did you know? I knew nobody. I knew Jesus. Right. <laughs> I right. knew Jesus. That's and, who I knew. And he got me through, so. And he got me through. And just keeping and praying about it and, and doing everything else. So it's just, you know, it it's just hard. The day-to-day is hard. And I feel like we don't talk about it enough because right. a lot of topics and one of the reasons why I started this this podcast is because it's like, where do you talk about it? You can right. talk about it amongst your friends, but there's other people who feel the same way as we do. And they don't have an outlet to talk about it either. Right. So maybe they'll be listening and they can just be like, oh, my God, I can relate. I went through this and I went through that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, when you were talking about, um, like, what people say and, like, the expectations. So uh, I was in a situation where uh, there was an email circulated at at uh, a job that I was at where they were asking for... Um, ideas to how to reach into the the black Twitter and the black mm-hmm. c- community and like how do we get that to be a part of this brand mm-hmm. so at this particular time I was the only uh, black person working in this department and I was left off of that email so it's just kind of like either you don't see color which is a problem or you don't value my opinion, which is another problem. Mm-hmm. Or let's talk about the fact that I'm the only one, because that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just like, like that situation just kind of like highlighted for me, like all the different problems that happen in corporate America that happen all over, mm-hmm. you know, in small businesses and all of that. Like, like when we start to devalue people's perspectives mm-hmm. and not, you know, like, and maybe it's because <clears throat> people are thinking like, you know, it's because a lot of people are like race sensitive now because of the climate, the p- political climate. But like, it's not, it's not racist to call you a black woman. It's not racist to say I'm a black woman. It's no. not racist to say he's a white man mm-hmm. or whatever. And, and it's not racist for someone to, you know, ask a member of a particular community, I want your opinion on this. I want to make sure that you're included. I want I want your voice to be heard. Like, we have a million other different voices, and we hear from them all the time. But we want to hear yours. But we want to hear your voice, mm-hmm. because this is the voice that is, has, and not like I would be able to speak for the entire black America. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not the point. But it would be a little closer to what, Black America would be if you had a black person in the room, at least. Exactly. And do you feel like they didn't ask you because they didn't want to, like, say, well, we don't want to ask her because she's the only black, per- black I person. Do kind of feel, I do kind or, of feel like it was that. And it's like, well, that's silly. Yeah, you're like, it's all good. Just it's ask me what you're Just trying to do. Just ask me. Just ask me. Right, y'all, I'm trying to help you with your business. Like, yeah. what, what are you yeah, trying like, to do? Like, what I, don't, what I don't want to happen is you to have some, you know, uh, H&M scandal or some other kind of Pepsi, like that Pepsi commercial with Kylie Jenner, like that kind of mishap where it's just completely tone deaf and just not 
Yes. He's missing the mark on everything. And you yeah, know? and that's definitely something that you need to think about because these people make these mistakes. Yeah. They make these mistakes all the time. Because they don't have the proper people in place to like kind of say, like, whoa, like this is not good. Right. Like, we should not do this. Right, right. And yeah, that's exactly how that happens. Because nobody is in the room that looks like the minority party. So like you know, people are like, oh, yeah, this is great. This is great. Yeah. Like, n- nothing offensive, blah, 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 blah. And then you show it to a black person and they're like, ooh, girl. Like, why did you? Like, no you good. Even do that? That right. Is this, this is, like, it's so, and, it, and what's crazy about it is, like, stuff like that, like, the H&M ad um, where they had the. Oh, the little boy, boy in, in the, the, king the, of the jungle. The king of the jungle outfit. It's like it's so. I mean, it's a subtle thing, but it's it's something that would trigger. It. I mean, it triggered me, and I think that it triggered a, like African American people but all over the country. But it didn't trigger his mama. But, right. <laughs> it did trigger his mama, though. But no. But no. When you look at it, you think like, oh, really? Like this is what they're doing? Because yeah. when I saw it, I was like, okay. And then I was like. Well, who wants to go shop at H&M now? Right. Number one, H&M, hello, you took the plus size section out of the, right. a couple of the stores. So, boom, mad at you, losing right. my money, right. number one. But then you put this, you know, yeah. little boy in this, like, monkey and uh, sweatshirt. I mean, and that's just, that's just one example of the hundreds of advertising faux pas and, like, PR faux pas that people have had. And not, and not just with black people, like, with other... Mm-hmm. ethnic groups too like they just miss the mark because there's nobody in the room for accountability but what's so funny about the situation with the little boy just going back to that with the the hoodie you know what at walmart there's all types of five dollar t-shirts and these different things that says my little monkey my little boo-boo and mama is buying it up but because it's so public it's right this huge company like you know and they're putting it and this little boy is like modeling in it right. and his little chocolate baby right it's like whoa okay you're right. calling him a monkey right but it and and i get it and i was upset too but then i see at walmart i see right you know whatever with their kids and it's like here oh my little monkey so cute yeah so when the mother came on i just said you know what if she's not mad yeah. but I, i'm still you know didn't yeah. go back to h&m but right, at the right. same time <laughs> um it was just like yeah, it's all about like how you do things, and 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 the branding and everything of it is just like that was no go. That definitely yeah. was not good for the brand right. at all. Right. And, and yeah, I don't know. It's it's just so they need to listen, and yeah. they, and they won't listen. And people just want to do what they want to do because, like I tell people all the time, I'm always open to um, always open, you know, to people to tell me like you know feedback and and things like that because you you cannot think that you know it all. And you cannot think that it's not room for improvement because it it always is room for improvement. Right, right. So what are some of your, what do you think some of your greatest achievements are with Paisley Company? Pais, yes. Um, Paisley Paper, look at me messing it up. That's all right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, just the, the number of shows that I've been able to do, um, being that I am a... For sure, introvert, and definitely do not. Um, I do not get my energy from being around a lot of people. I get my energy from being solitary. So, um, but it's been a great surprise for me that I kind of. So maybe I'm not an introvert. Maybe I mean, that's... I'm having a, re- a revelation on this podcast. I don't know, but um, but I do kind of like perk up and kind of like get excited about meeting people, and and maybe it's because I'm really proud of the work that I that I do. I'm um happy that 
people find my cards funny because like at this point I'm still writing all, all of the cards and uh so it's always good when people get my sense of humor and like kind of get where I'm coming from and, and have a laugh and a chuckle and we kind of just you know go back and forth with that um so that's been that's been a great thing uh this planner yeah. is like the amount of work Tell us that, about the planner. Tell so, her what type of planner it is. So the planner is called the Unplanned Planner, which is uh, basically a planner for myself because I do not plan well. <laughs> I do not. I <laughs> <laughs> do not plan well at all. And it's um, like I had people ask me to, to, to design a planner for pretty much early on from the start of Paisley. And... I was kind of like, oh, like, yeah, there's a million planners in the world. Like, how could I stand out? Like, what would make it different? And and also, how could I make it me? Like, how could I make it on brand with Paisley? And so then I came up with the idea of unplanned because I am not a planner. And especially with working my job, working Paisley and, free, and freelancing, really? like, I'm definitely kind of all over the place. So I wanted something that I could just kind of like put put everything in and kind of keep myself accountable. So the planner is uh, a 12-month planner starting in January. And uh, it's it has like little prompts, like things to do and things to don't. Um, you know, like don't check Facebook five million times in a day, like do something else, uh, even though I am... Very bad at that. <laughs> I am very. I'm. That's. The, I check my phone the first thing when I, my phone sleeps with me with my laptop. Same. So I check my phone and, and laptop and all that with like when I first get up. The first thing yep. I'm doing is grabbing my phone. Yep. Looking at emails. Yep. Checking that red light for Facebook, yep. which I said it's an anxiety thing. It's like you got to touch it. You got to yeah. see. I can't. I can't leave the notification oh unread. I know. It's, yeah. It's so, it, it's sad that that is kind of like taking over my life, but it definitely it definitely is. is. And yeah, I'm the exact same way. Like it, my phone is under my pillow. As soon as I wake up, I'm you know checking Instagram, checking checking my email, checking Facebook. To, like who liked my post through the night? Yeah. Who like, ordered something? Right. Um. So, so this planner. So it's is a twelve month planner. It's kind of snarky, kind of funny. Um. It has like some good quotes that kind of relate to being unplanned and kind of living life by surprise um, and not taking yourself too seriously. Mm-hmm. And, and that's kind of the the, the overall message of, of, of the planner because a lot of planners are, and rightfully so, very, uh, you know, like strict and serious and they're just black and white and like you just write your stuff down and it's very buttoned up and well-to-do and businessy and blah, 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 blah. Well, my planner is super colorful. It's like the colors of the rainbow, and um, it's funny in some parts. It's uh, introspective in some parts. It's uh, it just doesn't take itself too seriously, and it's and I think I'm I don't have it yet. So it's uh, so I'll be starting this planner journey with everybody else who purchased it because this this will be my first planner too. But how long did it take you to create it? Um, I designed it about, it took me about six months, about six months, about six months to kind of like go through and decide what the, what the, um, overall theme would be and then actually designing it. And then the hardest part was the proofreading because 
I was so nervous about uh, missing something or misspelling something or not having the right grammar for whatever. So, oh, my God. That's my life. So <laughs> I sent it to, like, three people that I really trust who are super smart. And, you know, it was, like, edits back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So happy to say that the planner will be perfect when it's shipped because it has been looked at by at least six different pe- different people for different things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But very, very proud about that. Um it took a lot of, because uh, Paisley doesn't necessarily pay for P- Paisley at at the moment. So mm-hmm. it took a lot of freelance to pay for it. and um, But, yeah, I got it done. So I'm super proud. Well, congratulations. Thank and you. I'm definitely going to purchase a unplanned uh, planner because yeah. I am horrible. Uh, I feel like I write, I have all those, like when the notebooks are 25 cents, I feel like I go and buy about 10 of them. Yep. And I have like all these notebooks that are written in with like a to-do list. Same. Some things are probably Same. done. And then other things, it's like, oh, what's this? And what date is it? I don't know what it's from. It's yeah. like, and I can't manage everything like that. And what I do is like, now I write I write everything down by business. Like, okay, this is Ask Jennifer. This is all things Detroit. This is all things Marketplace. I don't know how you do it. Like, I don't know how you keep everything straight and together. Like, you're amazing. Because you you are not, like, like, you have so much going on. So I don't even know. And, you know, this, we were talking this weekend. This weekend, I felt like I wasn't doing enough. It's, you know, that little thing in our head. Like, you're not doing enough in this. And then... I started talking to someone and I'm saying everything out loud and I'm just like, okay, that's a lot. Cause there's like, you know, the, um, I just launched the Ask Jennifer small business curated directory. And with that, it's like something for small business because I get so many hits to the website of people who want to know, I'm looking for someone for this. I'm looking for someone for that. I need to sign up for that too. Yeah. And you know what it is, is (laughs) for the people who participate in all things Detroit, they will get uh, three months free. And for, um, Businesses that want to be a part of it, it's four ninety nine a month. But if you pay for the year, it's forty seven dollars. Yeah, and basically that. that cost is to pay for you know the maintenance of what mm-hmm. I would have to do because I really want it to be something that's successful, something that people are saying, oh, just like a Yelp. You know, it's yeah. kind of like a Yelp yeah. or Angie's List for small business. And as it grows and gets bigger, we'll add um, more states and different mm-hmm. things like that. But at the point right now, people we can sign you up. People can go to your website. They can share you on social media. They can like you. They mm-hmm. can post comments and. Yep. That's really what we need. You don't need like a stream of all these pictures. You just need people to be able to read about your business, yep. go to your website, and if when they love you, they can share you directly from the Ask Jennifer, you know, website uh, curated so directory. And it's because it's just like I feel like I'm supplying a need. And then mm-hmm. with the uh, all things ticketing, which I'm still working on that, um, which should be launching at the end of the year, which was supposed to be a few months back. It's just like. When you're hosting events and you're hosting your own events, you know, it's important for small businesses to be able to sell tickets and sell product where we're not being charged. You know, if my ticket's $5, we're not being charged two fifty. Right, right. That part is important. So right. still tweaking a little bit of things with that. But um, sometimes I ask myself, how do I hold it together? I don't know. Because it's how a lot. Um, no life. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? This is my life. I love to do it. You know what I mean? I'm. I get so excited when there's a new event and there's new things coming up. And, um, do you know, I get to meet great people like you, like we met and you did all things you trained. Guess what? We didn't even meet. Right. We didn't right. even get any right. chance to see you. And, uh, I was, and I had a friend, Nandish, he was like, oh, I see my girl did your event. Yeah. And I was like, cool. Who are you? Right. He's like, cool. he's like, she's your friend on Facebook. Cause people tell me all the time, like, 
who's this person? I'm like, I don't know. They're like, well, they're, they're your friends on Facebook. I'm like, I'm doing an event. I hope they bought a ticket. I don't, yeah, I don't right, really right, know. Right. Yeah, I don't really know like who it is. But, you know, I just get, I love, love, love what I do. I get excited about it. Like, I can't sleep about it. Like, I never thought that I would love what I do as much as I do. And to come up with a new idea is too much. I'm always like, oh, my God. Right. And this and this and that. So um, that's why I'm doing the All Things Detroit Coloring Book because I feel like it's something for kids. It's something cute. I've been thinking about it for years, and I just want to do a little test run with it. Yeah. Like I was telling you, I'm do a little test run um, because I feel like if I can color in this business and I can read about you, like it's for kids. You know what? You can actually read. You're learning about this woman. You're learning right. about her business. You're coloring her products. Like what 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 pretty colors do you think her products should be? Right. You know. And right. so I feel like that's important. And when there are there are women uh, minority businesses, a few in this coloring book, and you know what it's going to say in that description, like you know, yeah. ask Jennifer, you know, minority woman who runs her business, so on right. and so forth. Whether they paint my, you know, color it in black or color it in purple, but right. it's just whatever. This is who you know yeah. who I am, and I just want to highlight that. Just I just want to. Honestly, my passion and my vision is to like not just women businesses, but highlight all businesses that because we all just want to be successful. We all have the same common goal and everything. And so, I mean, I don't know. I'm just always excited about like new projects. But I need to take myself to sleep and get my life <laughs> like for sure. I mean, I need to get my life a little bit. Um, the holidays and everything, you know, will be here before we know it. Yep. Um, and I'm thinking about a project in December. See, here you go. I know. Girl. <laughs> Lord, someone approached me with it, and I'm just like, it sounds good. But then I also kind of like December to be slow because all things Detroit will be in March. So it's just right. like I kind of like December to be kind of slow because I'm definitely thinking about going someplace warm for. Oh, that Christmas. sounds amazing. Yes. Do you take time off for the holidays? Uh, yes, theoretically. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we do have we have a week off of at my day job, but. More than likely, I will be prepping for the new year. Yeah, so. and and holiday is probably a busy time for you with the yeah, cards and yeah. and everything. So, if there's anybody listening to this podcast, you have any tips for them? Just a tip that you want to give someone who's just like a women-owned minority business who's just starting. What tip would you give for them? Um, I there's a couple tips. Okay, uh, I would say um, write your brand story. So like. Right, like write about the person who's your target customer or your target whatever. So like, you know, if if it's a thirty year old woman who works in this place and she buys these kind of clothes, like make sure you you uh, nail that down because it'll help frame how you market to people. That's a good one. I um, like that. I'm. That's good. I like that. I'm... Secondly, get an accountant or a tax person immediately. As soon as you sell something or or a service or whatever, get somebody to get your books per- together. Get your books together because you will hate everybody. You will and <laughs> honestly, honestly for me, I feel like just two years ago, no, not even like a year and a half ago, I actually got an account and stopped doing it myself. Yeah. But in the beginning, I was just like, oh, I'm not making any money to do anything. I could just, you know, do this right. myself. And then now, um, 
I just I have a meeting with him coming up, and it's just like getting the information together. Yeah, it's, like, it's a it's so. And I'm just like, is it like this for life? Like, right. Because right. And that's the thing. It's like it's just learning all these things, like as you go along, because it's it's not like a book on all this. Right. People right. feel like you can be prepared. It's it's definitely not a book, no. but the accounting is is definitely important. And one thing that I would say is, um, you know, being comfortable with the word no. Yep. Um. That's but a very put, good one. my thing is being comfortable with the word no, uh, because push through is so important. Uh, and honestly, when people think you're crazy because you're talking to yourself, no, I talk to myself to say, push through. It's okay. It's all right, Jennifer. Yep. Let's get through the day. Yep. You know, because we are our own worst enemy, but let's be our, our number one cheerleader. Yeah. You know, and I feel like that's important. And then um, I will also say, take chances. I always say that chances make champions. And, um, you know, if I had never took a chance with my livelihood, yeah, <laughs> you right, know, right. Uh, I wouldn't be where I am today and blessed as, as, as I am. So take chances, you yep. know. Uh, I really enjoyed the conversation Me today. Too. So next, you have to tell everybody where they can find you so that they can buy the Unplanned Planner. They can buy, um, you know, cards, everything if they want to contact you for freelance services. Yep. So uh, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Paisley Paper Co., um, and the Unplanned Planner, you can find on paisleypaperco.com or unplannedplanner.com. And yeah, I am always available. I mean, because you know I got my phone. So, <laughs> uh, so I respond to messages and emails and uh, wall posts and all of that. So yeah, reach out, say hi. Yes, you do respond to the wall posts. I feel like I'll <laughs> tag you a couple of times. I try to share like everything. <laughs> All the time of everybody, like just business stuff or when people have stuff come out. We had the article and I just try to, and then I had someone tell me, um, you just shared, like, I didn't send it to you. Like, how do you like see a couple of things? And I'm just like, cause I never put my phone down and I right. just had to put my head down. Like, cause it wasn't like a thing where I'm like, I never put my phone down. It was kind of embarrassing because it's like two 30 in the morning. I'm just sharing somebody's thing or something just up. And it's like, same, 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 same. <laughs> I am like, yeah, like. Actually, I I had a friend of mine that say like, it seems like every time I'm up, you're up. I'm like, yeah, because I'm like, if I toss and turn in the middle of the night and wake up, I gotta grab my phone and see what's going on, see what's happening. So it's like, I'm always, yeah, I'm always connected. Um, me too. And you know what? This this is gonna work out for us. Right. We're gonna have it together. Right. <laughs> we are gonna have it together. But thank you again, definitely for being here. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. We'll have to have you come back. We'll talk some about some other topics yes. and stuff like that. I wish I would have had you when we were talking about dating. That was very, very uh, Oh, yeah. Inter- I, got, I got a lot to say about that. <laughs> that. That was very, very interesting. <laughs> I want to thank everybody for listening to Ask Jennifer, the podcast. Uh, I also want to thank the Junior League of Ann Arbor. Um, the Women in Leadership event was phenomenal, and I had the opportunity to meet so many amazing women. And also, the countdown to all things Detroit, Sunday, November 4th at the Eastern Market. Go to um, download the All Things Detroit app available on Google Play and the Apple Store. And you can also follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Ask Jennifer. That's J-E-N-N-Y-F-E-R. Thank you, guys. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and always listen on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Store, and Spotify. You're listening to the Detroit is Different Podcast Network.